this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today, we got a rising star in the building. Young Chris is in here on the couch. What's going on, man? Hey, man. Big chilling. How are you me. feeling? I feel great to be here. You know what I'm saying? It's a blessing for yeah. me. Been watching this since young. So Appreciate that. For sure. And I just told you, just for the people out there, this is the only interview I'm doing today. The Queen is dead. <sighs> RP. Shout out to all our British homies because we don't really like know that much about her. Really nothing. Nah, yeah, nothing at all. I didn't even know she died today. I didn't even know how old she was, but RP to f***ing queen, bro. What the f***? She's 93. I know. But I think that, 96. That's, that's, what do you say, 96? That's the only thing I know. She had white hair. She presided over, or I guess she didn't preside, but she was a part of this country. Pretty big deal. All that's, I heard was that she was the queen, bro, and yeah. <laughs> she just died today. I'm not sure how much she really did in her life, but it's kind of like, yo, if Donald Trump died, those motherfuckers are gonna have memes for us. Oh yeah, for sure. And he's not—he's not even the president anymore. I feel like it'd be dumb riots too at the same time. Here? Yeah, it'd be like riding hard for Trump or not. Nah. Uh, yeah, but there's no sign of him dying. He seems like he's in great like, health. Yeah, yeah. Which he's, is good. he's like a seventy right now. You know, the good die young. Yeah. He's never gonna die. No, hell no. He's gonna <laughs> live forever, just like Queen. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, you're coming from Virginia Beach? No, nah, I'm coming from. Uh, I was born in Portsmouth, but I was raised in Chesapeake. Virginia. Oh, okay. So yeah. all over Virginia, though? Yeah, for real. Like, Virginia Beach is like 30 minutes What's away. What's that one beach? Uh, Ocean City? Uh, like the... No, that's Maryland. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's Maryland. Yeah. Never mind. They're pretty close together, right? Yeah. Stayed away. I had to spend a weekend there, and it was like the most hellish city I've ever been to in my life. What, Maryland? In Ocean Oceanside, Maryland, I think. I never, I've never been there. Oh, okay. I barely go to, Vir- like... Oh, the other parts of DMV. You've been out of there for a while, or, or at what age do you leave? Uh, I mean, I'm still there. Honestly. Oh, okay. Technically, you're still living there. Yeah, I want to move to Texas, though. Texas. Why Texas? Like, they give it, they be having the big-ass cribs for cheap. That's mm. what I heard, at least. That's true. No, that's interesting, though, because a shitload of people like Tesla moved to, you know, Tesla moved to Texas. Joe Rogan moved to Texas. Like, a lot of different people doing business in particular and moving down to Texas, but we haven't really seen it from a rapper perspective. Shit, I think, wait, there's dumb rappers in Texas, right? Yeah, but they're mostly from there. Yeah, facts, facts, facts. But be, but hip-hop is weird like that, where if you're from somewhere, you're not supposed to move unless you move to, like, California or Atlanta. Yeah, that's weird. Bro. Those are the two level-up <laughs> cities where you can do something for your career. But niggas be born in Atlanta, too, so, like, niggas don't feel yeah, no way about yeah, that. Yeah, if you're from there, you can stay there. But I'm saying, like, you know, all right, if you live in... Like, I, I know some rappers who are from Chicago, yeah, and then they move to, like, Arizona or some shit, and everybody, like, looks at that kind of weird. 
But if they moved to LA, nobody would look at it weird because it's like, oh, you're working on your career. Yeah. But if you want to like move somewhere quiet and chill, people are like very confused. Even though that is a very reasonable thing for you to do with your life, right? Yeah, I mean, why don't niggas just mind their business? Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, Arizona seems pretty lit though. At the same time, like, isn't that on the West Coast or my tripping? It is, but it's a bunch of shopping malls. Realistically, it's yeah. not exactly like. I mean, when I think of like what defines a city or a place, it's like the shared community. You know, like the the downtown, like walkable area. Because like, if you go to the suburbs of any area. It's gonna be a suburb in the sense that people got their houses, they got their yards, whatever. Yeah, pretty quiet. Yeah, I haven't even traveled too much. I mean, I've been on tours and shit, but like I haven't like stayed in cities and just really like analyzed like how niggas move in like different cities and shit. Like I, that shit's interesting. I gotta start doing that. Definitely. So, uh, what what kind of what, what was your childhood like? I mean, bro, growing up and shit, like I was just like regular ass kid bro i ain't gonna lie like studying and shit like doing school and shit i hated school though i wasn't really fucking with it you i was did good all right, at it. But you hated it no nah, yeah i was pretty good but i hated that shit like i just i just hated like being in order you know what i'm saying like t people telling me what to do and shit right definitely we always real interested in the music yeah always bro my dad put me on to like the lil wayne's mm. all that my mom she was listening to r&b you know what i'm saying uh who else was my dad playing like andre 3000 mm. for me like I, I was introduced to music like very early right and so your parents still together Okay. What what were they like? Um, they was fully supportive of whatever I wanted to do. You know right. what I'm saying? They they wanted to like if I wanted to be a police officer, they would give me like gear for that shit, put me in a class for it. Uh, I told them I wanted to rap. They bought me a mic and all this other shit. Like my dad showed me how to use software because my dad used to be a rapper too back in the day. Really? Not no like big rapper, but like he was a rapper type shit. And he knew the software and shit, so like he was just putting me on to game like all types. So of more shit. and more I do these podcasts, the more and more people say my dad was a rapper. <laughs> nah, you know, because it's like everybody's a fucking rapper, and then as you get older and older, more of those ex-rappers are going to be just having kids and shit. And their kids are going to be fucking superstars. And, and sooner or later, one of them's going to pop off, yeah. Yeah, this shit's crazy. But so you think you, like, got your real interest in music from just having it around you in the house growing up and everything? Nah, for sure. I feel like I feel like seeing the lifestyle of just a rapper really just helped me. I ain't going to lie. Like, I watched a, a Millie music video by Lil Wayne. Right. And just seeing him walk out the trailer and just do this one take crazy shit onto like a next music video, that shit is just legendary. I ain't gonna lie. That's one thing rap is good for is making rap look like the coolest thing in the fucking world. No, absolutely. A lot of other professions don't do that. Nah, you like know? being a doctor, that shit doesn't seem too cool. Like, I mean, yeah. besides being a police officer, getting to like fights and shit. I mean, imagine if doctors made little like three minute videos and them like wearing hella ice and like <laughs> pulling an organ out of a guy's body and that was like how they flexed being a really dope doctor. Nah, that would be super fire. Like wearing ice, the fucking organs iced out. That'd yeah, be fire. But that's normal in rap. Yeah, drape a fucking chain over the organ. I mean, there's all kinds of reasons this couldn't happen, but yeah, no, nah, because that's medical like malpractice yeah. lawsuits. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be fucked. But nah, the rapper lifestyle was just fucking cool as fuck to me. Right. So I was just fucking with it. But you finished high school? Yeah. Okay. I got my GED. I finished like dumb early, like a year early. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm 17 right now, so yeah. Oh, shit. I forgot you're still 17. Holy shit. All right. So I'm going to completely like rethink how I'm approaching this because you're, you're still like high school age okay right so, but so you got like you graduated early because you wanted to keep chasing the rap career thing yeah bro like i said I, I do not fuck with school at all so i was just like yeah get me out of this shit as soon as like i got like some money i felt comfortable with myself i was like yeah let's let's dip out but you were good at it because it's like they're not gonna let you out early or let you graduate early unless you're like actually able to really do this shit right yeah yeah absolutely because every time every once in a while i talk to people who are clearly so smart or like so ahead of 
where they're supposed to be at that they can't do good in school because the school shit just seems like insanely basic to them. Yeah, for sure. I feel like I feel like that was low key the case with me. I'm not gonna lie. Like I was just doing too much like music shit, and then like I feel like I just got distracted by like the school shit. I was like, I just had to get out of there. I ain't gonna lie. I took like a little GED test and just got up out of there. Right. What um? So was there any particular scene of music that you were attracted to? Because I see you doing like music with a lot of the the new SoundCloud wave. Was that kind of what led you to want to become a rapper, or was there something going on before that? Um, I feel like that's where I found my pocket for mm-hmm. sure. Like I like like niggas like XRP, you know what I'm saying? All the ghosts really, you know what I'm saying? That that came before us. And then just all the people that's right now, I'm just collabing with all of them. Cause like that that's really just all I know, honestly. Like one that, one crazy thing with you is how everybody is still so thirsty to put X's name in a title that all the interviewers, when they interview you, they decide to like just use that for clickbait. Yeah, bro. I I, I don't know. I don't <laughs> like when people ask me that. You feel me? Like, and I didn't. I don't like saying it because it feels right. like I'm I'm like eating off of his. You know. But like. But realistically, like a huge percentage of kids your age and 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 even older and shit are like that was just kind of that was it. Like at that moment in your life, like I, I went, I lived through it. I saw how intense it was for so many people that he was just like this guiding force for so many people. And I promise I'm not going to put his name in the title, but it's just that's like I don't know. It, it was a movement that was probably bigger than anything that's happened since then nah, in terms of sure. hip hop. For sure. I mean, like me personally, since I'm so young, he's in my top ten type shit. So mm. yeah, definitely. But you think Moving that on. did he like motivate you to? also want to reach outside the box and do other kind of music because i feel like that was kind of one of his real big contributions was making people realize like oh you could do a fucking guitar chill campfire song and somehow it'll still be hip-hop if you approach it the right way yeah absolutely bro uh like a couple first songs i started making like uh it was just like kind of repetitive you know what i'm saying i wasn't really fucking with it so i was just like diving into like the r&b type shit you know what i'm saying my mom also put me onto that shit like listening mm-hmm. to adele and shit but like also x you know what i'm saying how he was versatile with it so i was just fucking with way different genres like from back then now mm. who else who else was like the stuff that you found that really spoke to you around that time um erica badu for sure Ooh, okay. uh i see did i already say under 3000 yeah uh yeah he's fire as fuck um I listened to a lot of what was my dad listening to, bro? Like Three Six Mafia. Do you have a girl shit. come over and then you start playing Erica Badu instead of all this like hip hop shit? Nah, I play like Brent Fires. Okay, but you still you like you soften it up once a chick enters the domain. Yeah, for sure. Like straight R and B shit, straight R and B shit. That makes sense because if you're listening to the Island Boys, they're gonna want to leave. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Who the fuck listens to them? Maybe not the Island Boys, but if you listen, to, if you have smoke perp on, and I don't even, I don't even try to do you like that perp, but if you're playing some like real high pitched, screaming, noisy type shit, not that perp is like that, but if you're playing that, the girl might like sit on your bed for five minutes and then be like, "Yeah, I'm out of here." Yeah, but if for she sure. walks in and you got some Summer Walker playing. She, she's on go. See, look, it, you just got to play the game, honestly. But like sometimes I get tired of this shit. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I want to turn up while right. I'm fucking. So like turn like Chief Keef or some shit, you know, mm. Young Chris, you know. That's dope. You're, you're a drill music fan in general. Drill music, yeah, yeah. I fuck with it. Uh, yeah, I fuck with it. It's kind of repetitive. A lot of it. A lot of it. Like it's just it's just killing for real. But like <laughs> it, it's art, as they say. Yeah. No, I mean it's like the kind of thing where the goats are like the best artists in that genre are fucking amazing, and yeah. then there's just like a sea of nothingness of just a bunch of people kind of doing King Von flows over beats and trying to sound like artists who already exist. Yeah, for sure. I was watching this O Block video the other day and 
it was like some up and coming rapper and nigga sounded just like King Von. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? Okay, sure. Yeah, I know you're talking about and I've thought about uh, pointing that out before. Being like, <laughs> man, I, I almost told my boy Shoebox, I'm like, man, you like a thick Von. <laughs> thick Von. And I was like, now I'm like, nah, he probably wouldn't appreciate that. So I decided to just say it in a random interview. But uh, yeah, all right. So um, at what point did you feel like the career started to kick off where like people were really paying attention and shit started moving? Um, shit. I think. When I first posted like, like my first song to like TikTok and shit, it was called Kyrie Irving. Right. Uh, that was like the first like traction I've ever seen in my life. Like it was like five thousand likes, like first day type shit. That was crazy for me at the time. You know what I'm saying? I was coming from like hundred likes, like a post type shit. You know and what I'm saying? Was this in the middle of Kyrie Irving doing his whole anti-vax thing? Um, nah. I made the song unrelated. a minute ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like like. Wait, it was 2020. It probably was. Oh, yeah. That know. might have been, like, 2021. It, it was like, took a little bit for it to kick in. You might have been ahead of the time. I don't know. Yeah, I was ahead. It was, like, 2020, October. Okay. So probably a little bit before. But, um, yeah, I posted that song. Got a little bit of traction and shit. Uh, but it wasn't nothing crazy. So I just kept posting songs until, like, shit hit, like, blood on the leaves. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's my biggest song to date. Right. And then that's what I was just running that shit up on TikTok. You feel me? But so your parents were cool with you just being posted up in the crib recording all day, or what was your lifestyle like at that time? Honestly, they didn't even know. Like, mm. they was just, like, hearing me rap, hearing me scream late at night, like, bro, what the fuck is this nigga doing? Like, so I you'd be recording screaming vocals in the middle of the night and bro. confusing them? Yes, bro, playing the beats loud as fuck. I used to have, like, this big-ass speaker playing the song loud as shit, mm. like, 3 a.m. type shit. I know they was pissed off, but, like, once I told them that, like, labels just trying to, like, fly me out and just talk to me and shit, they started understanding. They that started to see the like, vision. Yeah, it's, it's like real life type shit. That's funny about the screaming shit, because I remember one time I was in the studio with a Lil Wop, and he, he his vocals were like, it was just like the most, like, croaky shit. And I get in the studio, and I realize that he's rapping so low that you could barely even hear it, like, five, six feet away from him. Like, his voice is so quiet. And then, but the mic picks it up and they just turn it up and that's, that's the vocals. And like, that just made me realize like, oh fuck, like your, your vocals don't have to be something that you can actually perform loudly. Bro. And I never realized that. Like I'm always screaming in the mic. So mm -hmm. when I do like try to do some lower tones and I never hear myself, I'd be like, fuck bro. Cause it's really all in the mixing with songs. Cause I mean, that shit is obvious, like to make it sound good. You feel me? And, but then the other thing too, is you ever trash your voice doing a live show? Yeah, right. yeah, I had a San Fran show, bro. My show, like, my throat was just fucked up, pause, but right. like, my throat was fucked. You no, know, the first bands I went on tour with or, like, rappers I went on tour with and stuff, I would, I wasn't even, like, performing, and I would fuck my own voice up and then realize, like, oh, shit, like, they probably have to be really careful to not go over a limit that they're cool yeah. with, you know? Hell yeah, like, bro, right before a tour, niggas was telling me, like, yo, hot tea and honey. That, like, that was, like, the fucking mm -hmm. formula for me, like, just to drink shit. And that shit will keep your like voice hella straight type shit. Yeah, because yo, it's weird that I just mentioned him, but Smoke Perp was on that for a while where his voice was fucked. Like every show he would perform, it would fuck his voice. And he was having to do all this stuff trying to fix his voice. And it was like really bad. Like he was dealing with that for a while. So that can become a real problem for some rappers. Yeah, for sure. Damn, if, he, if he's not drinking the honey and hot tea, yeah, for sure. Ugh. I was on that bitch every day. I ain't gonna lie. It feels weird holding the fucking bear full of honey though, and just having to guzzle it. Um, yeah, I mean, like oh, pouring you it in. You didn't have the bear. Nah, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is disgusting though. I swear, it'd be burning my throat. Right. So when you first start to like, because it's it's weird being like a a rapper who is coming up, but they're like doing it all from their fucking home. Yeah. And then 
all of a sudden, like, I don't know, like, when did you first start really meeting people? You get booked for a show, and all of a sudden you're actually meeting all these people that you've been talking to online? Yeah, the very first show that I, like, met, like, all the niggas I, like, really hang with in, like, L.A. and shit is, like, I had a show um, at Inflame Studios. Uh, okay. No Soap. Shout out my boy Box. Yeah, shout out him. Shout out him. Um, I did, like, a little 200-person venue show. Like, you know what I'm saying? I just perform all my hits and shit. And then I met, like, my cameraman. He's out there. I met my cameraman there. I met uh, my motherfucking producer there. I met hella people there, for mm-hmm. real. It was just, like, a marketing standpoint. I was like, oh, shit, I could really just, like, pop outside and just meet niggas and really build build with them. You feel me? That must have been surreal, though, because you're, like, kind of thinking about what going to L.A. would be like or what the underground scene is going to be like. And then you actually just pull up. You see all this shit in real life, and, like, people are just fucking with you, and they want to work. And... That must have been wild. Nah, yeah, for sure. It was, it was crazy, bro. Like, just just being in here, you know what I'm saying? Because I was a fan. You feel me? Like, just a fan of just the underground and then really just being a part of it. Is just crazy. Well, you got to level up because you're getting interviewed in the new studio as opposed to the dirty-ass bike shop that X got interviewed in. Psh, bro, that, even that is legendary. <laughs> it was like, what? Oh, I could take you there now. It's a Mexican bakery now. Oh, for real? Like, down the stairs? I mean, down the street? Uh, no, it's all the way downtown. And actually, it was a Mexican bakery before we moved in. And then since, I actually don't think it's anything. For like five, six years, that there's just been nothing there, which gives you an idea of how valuable this real estate is. Nah, yeah, for sure. Nobody wants it. <laughs> um, okay, but so you have that kind of experience, the live show. Like, where where do you go from there? Because like the the come up has been pretty wild. You must have started moving around a lot after that, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, after the live show, um, I think I, I think I was on tour after that with Lil Tecca. Um, I went with. Lil Tecca, Tana, and B, B Kid Arula. Right. And that was my very first show. The No Soap show was like 200 people. And then I had like two shows after that, you know what I'm saying, the same type of venue type. So I only had like three shows before I was on like a three-month-long tour with like Lil Tecca, big-ass crowds, 1,000 people Damn. venues. For me. Three months. Yeah, three months. Long-ass tour. I've just seen every U.S. city pretty much, right? Yeah, damn near. Niggas was in like... Cleveland doing mm. jack shit. You feel Which me? you're like, I, I've heard of Cleveland. I don't know anything about it, but here I am. <laughs> Facts. I only know LeBron was from there or some right, shit. Yeah, you yeah. feel me? So like, but the shit was pretty lit though. I ain't gonna lie. Right. The people there are lit. That's dope though too because like you get to sort of see what's capable when you see Tekka rocking these big ass crowds and shit. You can kind of just see it right in front of you of like, oh, all I have to do is get bigger and maybe this could be what my life is like. Nah, for sure. Like, it, it was just motivation. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I seen it as more of a motivation than like just like a tour. You know what I'm saying? I, f- I wanted my own tour like mm-hmm. after that. Like after the first show, I was like, okay, yeah, I want my own shit. I ain't gonna lie. And I still have yet to do that, but right. I want that for but, sure. I mean, this is one thing that a lot of rappers I think aren't prepared for is like, playing a show where you're opening for an artist and they have their fan base and that their fan base is basically the crowd at the show and maybe there's some people there to see you but for the most part it's like you, you know it's easy for a little tech to look good on stage when the whole crowd knows his words yeah right whereas you're out there and it's like if they haven't heard you yet then it might be kind of a challenge did you have to go through that uh i thought i would you feel mm. me like i went out there like nervous as fuck you know what i'm saying but like you just got to be yourself i figured out you got to be yourself on the stage you know what i'm saying rock the fuck out the, you got to match the energy like the fans are giving you. For me, like, if you if you lit, the fans going to be lit. If you just standing around just, you know what I'm saying, doing yeah. jack shit, then, then they're going to be standing around doing jack shit. So I was just doing crazy shit. I was doing, like, front flips into the crowd. I was oh, nice. fucking around on some other shit. Because I've seen it go both ways over the years. I've seen dudes opening for, like, legit-ass artists where it was super obvious that they just got paid or that they paid to be the opener. Yeah. And they got, like, the worst response ever, and it was just so cringe, so awkward. And then I've also seen it where 
the crowd didn't know who the fucking artists were. And by the end of their opening set, that they were really fucking with them. And that it was like, and which is really hard because normally if people haven't heard the songs before, they don't give a fuck. Like yeah. it's really hard to make people go up at a live show for a song they haven't heard before. Once they heard it two, three, four times, it's, it's not that hard. You know? Nah, for sure. I feel like uh, I had songs like Go Crazy on TikTok. You already know the power of TikTok. You feel me? Like everybody yeah. hears that shit constantly. Mm. So they probably didn't know the face, but they for sure they knew the music. And they was like, oh shit. And plus this nigga has crazy performance. Okay, I'm fucking with him now. Wait, but have you been performing and you play a song that's cracking on TikTok and yeah. you notice that the, the audience turns up for the 15 seconds that are part of the TikTok more than the rest of it? Uh, for other people, yes, for sure. That's for fucking sure. funny, dude. E even for me sometimes, yeah. Well, there's a lot of songs that I know from TikTok, and if I were to hear the whole thing, I would probably not even know it was that song until it got to that part, and then I'd be like, oh, right, yeah. <laughs> nah, facts. I see, yo, shout out Ice Spice, but I've seen this, like, video. <laughs> she was singing Munch, bro, and then, like, <laughs> no, I'll say because I just saw it too. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy because like I had my boy Black Dave in Harlem do a video with her. Mm -hmm. Like, well, he chose to do. It. I'm not gonna say I had him do it, but he did that real early on with her. And then all of a sudden, like people start fucking with the song. Drake co-signs her. Boom! It's like everybody's talking about her. But then she's performing at this crowd, and it's like she's brand new. She got like one song that people know, maybe like two or three songs, whatever. But she's just kind of like performing the song, and nobody's really like freaking out in the audience, which. Even though it seems like she's big on the internet all of a sudden, she's still a brand new artist. Yeah. So the people don't really know. And then she just bends over and starts twerking and you hear the crowd go, ah! <laughs> it actually makes me wonder if that's real. Because there was, there was a time where I covered a story about MGK getting booed at a concert, I think, and the boos were fake. Boos were fake? They add in an audio track of people booing to make it look like you're lame. What the fuck? I know. Wait, why, why though? The troll people? Okay. Make them look bad, but, but yo, and that that MGK thing I'm talking about, everybody was talking about it like it was real for a little while there. Oh, for real? Oh. That's fucked up. Like, I mean, that's, like they're tricking the world into thinking that the crowd hated them. Not is, for real. It's kind of the information warfare. Yeah, bro. The internet, the internet is deceiving as fuck, bro. Mm -hmm. I ain't gonna lie. I feel like I don't believe shit on the fucking internet, right? Especially if you could just fake booze like that. What the fuck? I never even heard of that. Yeah, that's and crazy. I mean, it, but it's wild too because it's like. I mean, I'm sure you've been through it plenty of times where an artist wants to talk to you or fuck with you, work with you, whatever. You're looking yeah. at their page. You're like, oh, they got some followers. And then you start going through and shit just don't start looking right. And you're like, there's no fucking comments. So the comments don't got anything to do with them. And the, the likes don't look right. And I never heard of this fucking guy. And you go to a different social network and they don't have any followers. And you're like... There's a lot of deception going on in this world. Nah, for sure. I'd uh, be looking at my DMs, 300K followers. I'd be like, oh, shit, okay. Mm. This nigga look fire, 54 likes. Right. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Right. Nah, it should be confusing, brother. You Very. can't. You can't. Very trust anything confusing. on this shit so how so you started doing the label meetings when and how many did you meet with before you made a decision um i didn't even meet with any in person but like i was just in contact with a lot i was i was with uh alamo first alamo hit me first oh really yeah but um i wasn't really ready to sign i was like 24k followers i, I didn't want to be an industry plant like at all right so i was like yeah i'm not fucking with it see that's the weird thing is that the fans are so aware of the industry plant shit yeah. that it feels like a lot of rappers if they sign, they have to go like out of their way to not look like an industry plant. Or like, <laughs> how, how do you view that? Like, I mean, bro, shit, bro. I don't, I don't know, bro. I don't know too much about industry plants, bro. But like, I just didn't want to be one, honestly. Right. I mean, I'll give you an example that there was this kid, uh, Lil Jumex, who was popping off a couple years ago. Yeah, I know of him. And he had some songs that realistically were catchy like they, they they were going up and like i think his first video got like four million views or some shit right. but the video was like 
so polished, so professional. And the song also was so like, it just sounded like it was recorded by somebody who knows how to make hit records, which I know the guys involved and they definitely do know how to make hit records. And I was like, just seeing it. And I'm like, if you wanted him to not seem like an industry plant, you really should not have gone all in on this one video. Like realistically, when artists come out, they have like a couple of shitty quality videos or like not great quality videos. And like usually when rappers come out, people want to see them kind of like where they came from to start off too. Yeah, for sure. They want to see the they want to see you from the bottom come to the top, bro. Yeah. They don't want to see you just start at the top. You know what I'm saying? That's like no fun, you feel me? Yeah. And it doesn't look organic at all. Right. Like uh, the crazy mixing, the crazy videos. Like, I mean, I ain't gonna lie. My first video was pretty nice, but like it wasn't like no like production fucking crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? Cinematic ass camera, you know? Right. But then, and then that's the crazy thing about it too, though, is that if you were just a kid who had a little money and was smart, you could spend a couple thousand bucks on a video or whatever, and you could get in a studio with somebody who knows how to master your shit perfectly and everything. So it's like people are, are almost like more scared of the, the optics of, being an industry plan yeah facts for sure i mean sh shit if you if you want to blow up however you want to blow up go ahead bro i mean it's, it's not my grind it's right. your grind you feel me definitely but have you has there been anything well when did you when did you choose columbia you said what when did you choose columbia how did uh, that go uh i chose columbia like around last year um they hit me up in my dm honestly i wasn't really too interested though because like it was uh i feel like it was too early right uh but they kept hitting me up consistently like for like two two three months and I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm, I might be ready, you know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm ready to go to the next level because I feel like I was just young Chris. I I feel like I could have been at, like, another level, you know what I'm saying, for sure. So I feel like I, they could have took me to that another level. And I got a manager right after the um, the deal. So okay. I worked all that out. What kind, of, what kind of stuff did the manager start to bring to the table in terms of taking the career to the next level? Um, I, I always told him, like, my ideas, like, fashion, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. And he, he brought, like, the fashion world in. You know what I'm saying? Different different like opportunities with shows, features, you know what I'm saying? I don't I don't do too much features like that. So but when they do come up, you know, he he's he he gives them to me, my manager. Definitely. Did you spell your name like that because there was a young Chris who was signed to Jay Z back in the day? I didn't even know that, bro. You didn't know that till right now or somebody told you along the way? Nah, somebody told me along okay. the way. Like I was doing a show, he was like, Yo, I won't tell the other other young Chris about you. I was like, who who's the fuck is the other young Chris? And then I looked it up. It was like, oh shit, this nigga like used to be on some other shit. But yeah. no, nah, I didn't. I didn't spell it like that. I spelled it like that because um, I just, I just wanted to be like abstract as fuck. Mm -hmm. Like, like if you see the name, you remember it type shit. You know what I'm saying? And you probably can't remember that shit because it's too fucking confusing. But like, at least you know that it's confusing as fuck. Right. No, Young Chris was. He had he had a movement back in the day. But it is funny because it's like, why the fuck would a rapper twenty years later know that? yeah exactly <laughs> you know like unless you were like really going out of your way you probably wouldn't know that and that's that's the kind of rap name that's just destined to be repeated like like 20 years from now there, there might be another young chris no nah, yeah for sure there'll be some kid who calls himself young chris for sure i wish i was more creative before i blew up bro and i had like some crazy ass creative name but shit yeah but chris there's now. sides to it too though because it's like i mean one thing i noticed is that some of the most popular rappers have the most basic ass names yeah for sure. Lil like, Wayne. Lil Baby. Young Thug. Drake. Well, yeah. But, I mean, like, Young Thug. Oh, yeah. Young Thug. It, is almost every rapper could have been called Young Thug. <laughs> like, that's just, that's the most generic rap name of all time for the weirdest rapper of all time. But, like, he's so hard, bro. I yeah. don't know. He, he fits it, bro. Thugger. Like, he, yeah, free song. Free song, for sure. That's, like, an underrated technique. It's, like, even Lil Baby. Like, he's incredible. He has the most basic rap name. But then you have, like, an X. 
who had the weirdest rap name that I still don't even really like feel comfortable saying because it has so many goddamn syllables. <laughs> and then that worked for him. But you got to wonder like if X's rap name was like Lil J. I feel like it would probably be more mainstream. I feel like that's just mm. mainstream as fuck. You feel me? If you have like a basic name, then you're easier to sell. It's interesting. Um, what was it like meeting Yachty and doing that song? How'd that come together? Uh, uh, the person who produced Damn Homie, the song with Lil Yachty. Right. Um, I think he was managed by Yachty's producer. Mm. So they just like linked us together. Just straight like that, you know what I'm saying? Right. And then just got him on the record. He sent it back in like two days type shit. You know what I'm saying? What was it like uh, being around to shoot the video and stuff? Because I always noticed that Yachty's very much about embracing the young talent. Uh, it was it was cool, bro. He showed a lot of love, you know what I'm saying? Uh, very just chill vibes for me. It wasn't it wasn't doing too much. It was like, yo, what's up? We shot the video. And then he was just out of there. That's dope. Yeah. Who else could you see yourself working with? Uh, bro, anybody, honestly, bro. I, I would love to work with people that people don't like expect me to see. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, like to work with. I want to work with like Erica Badu, like I said, John Legend or some shit, Adele. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want you to see young Chris with somebody like Bruno Mars or some shit. You wouldn't expect the Erica Badu thing. I think it happened because there was a period of time during like peak SoundCloud era, like 2016, where she was commenting on all famous Dex's photos. And a couple of, I can't remember who else, but like a couple of, X might have been one of them. There was like a bunch of young SoundCloud rappers that she was just showing love and just fucking with them. And I remember thinking to myself, like, I'm going to DM her. I'm going to get a fucking Erica Badu interview. It's going to blow people's minds. That should have been Did it. not DM me back, but. Bro, I didn't, wasn't she fucking with Uzi too for a little bit? I don't even know. That sounds about right. She was just kind of enamored by the whole SoundCloud wave for a little bit. So if I had the open DM, I'd be like, check this kid out. You got to. You got to make that happen. I'm right, I'll DM her. Fuck it. I'll tell Dex to do it. Yeah, for sure. You got to. Mm. That'll be lit. That would be lit. Um, all right. So the fashion shit that you mentioned, though, like what 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 has the transformation been like? What do you feel like is popping right now in terms of the whole fashion wave? Because it's definitely more and more like like those pants would have blown my mind. They are very unique, but like those would have blown my mind a couple years ago. But we keep getting more and more used to like pants being almost like t-shirts where you can like just print whatever on shirts now or on pants now and everything yeah for sure for sure uh what i think is hot bro i mean shit uh, i don't know i don't really give a fuck what's hot i just like what i like honestly like mm. like capital you know what i'm saying I, I fuck with a lot of capital okay um i don't know i'm still trying to dive into the uh fashion shit you feel me like i got rick owens on like that shit is like fucking generic as shit so you think that's generic yeah that's bro. like the most expensive shit but everybody has rick owens mm. well like, yeah we, once we you're a rapper fashion you know yeah it, 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 you go anywhere else in america besides like backstage at a rap show rick owens stands out a lot yeah for sure but like if you say fashion i wouldn't say rick Owens first okay that makes sense what um all right so you're a little b fan yeah, bro, big bro, big ass little beef. Because it tripped me out when I clicked on the the bitch I'm Joe Biden song yeah. and realized that you used the sample and the beat really from uh, the bitch I'm Bill Clinton little B song back in the day. Which like that's probably my most listened little B song because we used to just play it all the time driving around in the van and just we edited like a bike video to it back in the day. And I I feel like there's probably like that's like a weird coincidence because i would have never noticed that that was what the beat was from unless we had heard that song like 300 times not nah, facts i feel like that that beat is like super fucking unique bro mm -hmm. i don't know i feel like the sample just like brought that song to life i ain't gonna lie that that, that song is just fucking crazy uh, when i was that was probably 2011 when that shit came out the original and i was just like bitch i'm bill clinton fucking all these women <laughs> Like that's the chorus. We were like amazed. We were like, because we had never heard a rap song that 
like it's hard to even put into words what stood out to us about that bar, mm -hmm. but it blew our minds. Bro, I'm not gonna lie, he's a lyrical genius, bro. I talked mm -hmm. to Lil B before, bro. He's like genuine as fuck. He's right. super, super, super real. You DM him on Twitter or something? Uh, I sent him the song. I sent him Bitch I'm Bill. I mean, Bitch I'm Joe Biden. He was like, yo, this shit's fire. Like, you were trying to get him on it? No, nah, I wasn't trying to get him. I was just trying to show him, like, bro, like, peep this shit. And he was like, yeah, this shit's fire. I'm, I should have got him on it, I'm though. still fighting for my little B interview. I'm going to make it happen sooner or later. You have to, bro. I'm going to find a way. Be it, bro, I have, to, I have to meet him. I was supposed to bring him out for, like, one of my shows, but it didn't happen. I don't know what, where he's at in his life, but it's like, it is interesting. Like he's he's a real artist or something because it's like I mean he could be he could play a show in L.A. every six months and make a whole lot of money and have a crazy ass crowd, but he don't really he doesn't seem like he really wants to do any of the typical rapper shit. Yeah, he's just he's just on this shit. Like I checked his Instagram. His Instagram is the craziest shit ever, bro. Yes, I ain't gonna lie. But nah, I found that uh bitch on Bill Clinton song like 2021 though. I ain't oh, yeah. gonna lie, I found that bitch like 10 years after, and I'm still rocking with it. She's right. super fire. Yeah, you guys just had to speed the beat up, make yeah. it make sense. Yeah, just sample it, you know what I'm saying? It, make it make it young Chris as fuck. You know our birthdays are 20 years and three days apart? Bro. I think so. Oh, me and you? Yeah. What the fuck? November 24th, 1983. Oh, shit. You a Scorpio? Sagittarius. Sag. Right on the line. You're November 21st? Yeah, 2004. 19 years. 19 years? Damn. Pretty close. Now we close as fuck. Damn. That's crazy as fuck. Wait a minute. 21 years. <laughs> math is hard. Josh, bro, don't laugh like you knew the math right away. <laughs> I dropped out, bro. I don't know. <laughs> You're just running the boards. I'm having to think and talk. Um, okay. But so, yeah, wh wh what's the plan, like, right now? Like, I'm, I'm sure you got all kinds of moves that you're planning on making. Yeah, bro. Um, I just dropped the tape, Virality. Um, just trying to keep promoting that shit, you feel me? Uh, I'm, I'm thinking about, like, a little tour. Hmm. Um, barely legal tour at SSG Kobe. Oh no! Nice. Yeah, that shit starts Day of Rolling Loud, New York, September twenty fifth. So, I'm just trying to promote the fucking album on that tour. You know what I'm saying? Rock the shows out. You know, shows be crazy as fuck. So, I hope y'all niggas ready to turn up. You feel me? With right. Mosh pits and shit. The mosh pits are serious. Uh, absolutely. You but, seen anybody get carried out of there? Yeah, I seen. I seen. I was in Philly. Uh, big, big white lady. She got carried out. I think she passed out. I mean, it was. It's like two to three people that get carried out. Every, big white every lady. Set. Yeah. Were you looking at her like, this is a surprising show for you to be at? <laughs> nah, I didn't even see her. Like, I seen her in the past video. Like, I was, like, performing. Then it just cuts to, like, this white lady just getting carried out by, like, two niggas. Wow. It's That's crazy. It's, it's, like, two to three people that pass out every Where time. Where do you play Rolling Loud? Well, you play Rolling Loud yet? Nah, not no. yet. That's oh, going to be my man. first one. Like, sometimes during, like, the big artists at Rolling Loud in particular, there will be, like, a fucking line of bodies being carried out of the mosh pit or whatever and it's either because they're like dehydrated or they got knocked out in the pit or like they're having some kind of health emergency or but then you start to realize that some people just want to get out because like they're all the way in the front of the crowd are you really going to get out past like fucking eight thousand other people to get back no nah, you, you, you just jump that cop arrow. a plea to the security guard like i gotta get out of here and they let they sort of drag you out of there not nah, for sure bro I, I hopped in the crowd one time i was like bro i don't know how these niggas do this and i wasn't even at rolling loud like imagine mm -hmm. being 8,000 deep, like, in the dead middle of that shit, bro. You're dead, bro. I don't know. It'd Make your manager hold your phone. That's the best advice. And yeah, your wallet. Yeah, I lost my phone in the crowd, too. I fucked up all types of times on the tour, but shit. The most fried shit that the fans do, though, that I've seen is being on stage with artists, and the fans will just throw their phone on stage with it open and recording, like, open with Snapchat open. 
and they're just trusting that you're going to take it and record yourself and throw it back to them. And then the problem is, is if you do it one time, they'll throw like 20 more phones. Yeah, like you get hella phones thrown at you. But nah, low key, that shit sometimes works though. I ain't going to lie. Mm. But niggas like Uzi just throw that bitch into the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. And then as a rap fan, you have to like hunt around that part of the crowd. Like, who got my phone? Who got my phone? It's very animalistic, this whole experience, really. Yeah, bro. It's just, bro, wild. I can't wait until my rolling loud until I'm on the main stage mm. rocking that shit out. I'm ready for that shit. That's coming soon, I'm sure. Hopefully. Um, okay. So what, what what should we look out for? You got this new project out, the viral tape, Virality. Yes, yeah, sir. Um, anything else that you want the people to know about? Anything they should look forward to? Uh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Young Chris and his bitches, new music on the way, you feel me? Uh, getting way more involved. Uh, I'm trying to tap into my R&B side, my D&B side, my, uh, goddamn, I'm trying to tap into everything, you know what I'm saying? Country. Mm. I want to fuck with everything. And I'm saying that dead ass. I'm like, I'm not even trying to be joking, so yeah. Your D&B side? Nah, my D&B. Drum and bass. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were saying DMV, like you were going to start rapping like Hoodrich Pablo Juan or something. Nah, bro, I've been on that. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> like, my first DMV, like, artist I was really fucking with, like, Zan Man, Young Manny. Shout you know? out Zan Man. Yeah, shout out him. You know and for the record, Hoodrich Pablo Juan, not from the DMV, but a lot of people credited him for, like, going to the DMV and sort of fucking with a lot of the locals and, like, kind of being influenced by their style for a while there at one point. I'm not hip, for real. He's a legend, but you got a, you got a fed case right now, so who knows? Oh, fuck, bro. Mm. Um, all right, so shout out to you for coming on here and everything. I'm looking forward to seeing the new project. I think you should rep your Rick Owens a little bit more proudly. I mean, I love Rick Owens, bro, but I just think it's over. Don't be, don't apologize. These people don't have Rick Owens. Look at me, I got Birkenstocks on. But that's way harder than Rick Owens. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's way more rare because every like, I bet somebody in this bitch has Rick Owens. Nobody has Birkenstocks besides you, probably. In this office? Yeah. There's no way. Well, maybe Bossa Nova, but I don't know if he's at that point in his drip life. <laughs> probably working on some some Rick Owens. Shit, everybody gets their first pair though. Rick Owens Birkenstock collab coming soon. Yo, that'll be hard. That'll be hard. I dreamed it up. I need ten percent. I need twenty just for being here. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Young Chris, appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. Young Chris, no jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, TikTok, Patreon, Instagram, etc. Like, comment, and subscribe. No jumper.com if you want to support. Let's appreciate go. y'all.